Welcome to another episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the show where we let a randomizing algorithm choose the films that we watch and then discuss on on the podcast slash show. Uh, this week, Disney Plus was the chosen streaming service to pick a movie from, and the algorithm gave us The Fox and the Hound 2, which is not a sequel. It's not a prequel. It takes place somewhere in the middle of the original Fox. I believe and the it's Hound. called an intermediate story. Midquel is what I found online. Either I way, like most of the cast are missing. Uh, so they're just there in the first half of Fox and the Hound. Then we meander off for this little story where none of those people exist anymore. And then we come back and they're all back again. And apparently they were just on vacation. Uh, so the Fox and the Hound 2 was a, at the time, I believe would have been a direct to DVD. Was it VHS still? Direct to VHS. Um, it would have, it would have been the cusp. Yeah, right away. Is it 2001? No, uh, 2006. It 2006. was straight to DVD. Guys. Yeah, it was DVD. That's even um, sadder. Uh, released by Disney for the Fox and the Hound. Uh, it follows Todd and Copper, the, character, the titular characters. Um, as Copper gets involved with a singing dog group at a county fair or circus i'm unclear and i have notes on I that i think it's a mix of both i think there's like some circus animals there but it's more a county fair i'll have words later about this okay <laughs> uh yeah anyways so they did not get cory feldman back to play copper I, I guess we should we should open i think with some feedback. One, usually we ask, like, has anyone seen this? We all know we've not fucking watched None this before. Not, no. But we've all seen The Fox and the Hound, right? No. Yes. There we go. <laughs> you didn't know that? So. Come on, it came out in 81. You hadn't seen that? It was I was like born in 84. I don't know. Yeah, but that, that means, like, that was one of the, like, main <laughs> Disney movies from. If a movie came out before Nina, it doesn't exist. Which makes no sense, because my favorite movie growing up was Cinderella on yeah, repeat. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I guess just. Fox and the Hound for whatever reason uh, slipped through the cracks or it's one of those things where, like yeah I watched it when I was six and like you'd remember I don't know I remember watching Bambi yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember watching Fox and the Hound that's what I mean so you oh so you don't think I've seen yeah, it yeah exactly I, yeah. I don't think I've seen it either yeah um I didn't see it before but it's weird because I 2006 this makes sense I would have aged out but I was like as the younger person here like prime demographic for like the shh for like, remember like the shovelware <laughs> movies being made, where they're just yeah. like, take everything we own, make a fucking sequel to it, put it on yeah. VHS. Like I watched Mulan two, piece of shit. I watched <laughs> uh, Lion King two, not actually terrible, but they're they have a cheat because was it like a Lion King one and a half or something? That one's bad. Um, but um, Lion King two because Lion King was based off of Hamlet. Lion King two is just Romeo and Juliet. So that one gets away with it because they're already taking a very established, like, structure and going with it. Mm. But all these movies, uh, Return to Atlantis, whatever, like, all these movies are really shoehorned plot points into a property that you you already know about. And you, how did you phrase it of what these movies are for, like, the parents? You Last night you said a very interesting thing about it. Oof, I don't know that I'll be able to, like, recreate the exact uh, phrase. But 
the gist of it was that there was no way that we would ever be able to find this movie good because this movie was not made for us. It's not like Shrek or Toy Story or Frozen where the adults get something out of the same content where there's layered jokes in it. This is purely for children and I guess I would have referred to it as like a child babysitter like it is yes. the movie that you put on and you there, sit your kid in the corner and you just leave them with it. There were a couple of jokes in there. Oh, I don't uh, I mean were they um oh what's the word I'm looking for? Were they were they just sayings? Oh my god, half the script is just yeah, like just, just like, uh, man, you're counter than a shoehorn and a foothold. <laughs> like, what does that mean? Every second sentence was an expression. Like ducks going on a playground. <laughs> I wish that I thought to take the time to like mm. make detailed notes and only yeah, yeah, review yeah, yeah. the movie in sayings and quips. Yeah. Yeah. I got loud. Zach, Zach's yeah, punishing you, me for you getting loud. loud. I'm looking at the audio levels. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll be quiet now. That's um, a lie. You've lied. Uh, no, I shaked on it. I, I did know that the animation quality was fairly high for a direct to home video. The only thing I clocked that was kind of like lesser was the integration of the 3D animation in the 2D, but that I think was just an issue of the times. Yeah, like that the was still the play the playground the fair or not fair carousel. carousel looked That's rough in a lot of it. Also the the octopus ride it's very briefly in the background, but there's like the yeah. the shot when it's a, everything's a going wide, like crazy. Like, well, specifically all crazy and all the animals are on it. There there is one shot of it earlier. As well, when they're just doing like the the camera angle, like top down, going over yeah. the fair, and you see the octopus ride, which also seemed strange because the the Fox and the Hound movies always gave me the feel of like this is a somewhere in like the twenties. Me too. I looked it up though, um, because it came, I thought it came out like around thirties, like Snow Whitey era, but it was eighty one was the first one. Yeah. Um, it's kind of unclear, but it could be like forties, fifties. And, but rural, yeah. right? Because like, it was the you, you and me bumped on this thing, which was the diner. Mm. The diner that they find the talent mm. scout at later seems weirdly out of for the style car. for everything else. Like, yeah. yeah, like the car is so old, and then although the argument could be made that it's a farmer's vehicle, yeah, well, because the, the, the talent the scout's car is almost like a Corolla Deville. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's clearly boss Hoss, or uh, what's his name from Dukes uh, Hazard. Dukes Hazard. Boss um, Hog. Boss Hog. Yeah. yeah, with like the horns on the front and yeah. mm-hmm. right. And like that's like I mean there that's like seventies. So I mean if you're taking them back thirty years, like forties makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could be right. It's somewhere between like the twenties and forties. Yeah. It's older. I think it's pre somewhere in between World War One and World War Two. I mean I can actually probably out when the fuck did the Grand Ole Opry operate from. Yeah. <laughs> um, I but it's interesting. I did not think about the animation or anything like that because I mean, well, we're here to talk about it and critique, and and it was it was good because I found myself in the first little bit. the The dog is so sad about being bad at everything and being yeah. a bad dog all the time, and, and, and I f- being bad at hunting, which is a really dark foreshadow. And I yeah, really. Oh, my note was no. uh, oh yes. Sorry, uh, just on that note of the dog being bad. Oh, uh, was was ah uh, yes before the emotional destruction. Um, but the I just I felt for the dog that was sad. And so, like, the animation, like, that was, like, yeah. well done. Because, like, the first little part, I was like, I'm sick of seeing this dog being sad and called yeah. a bad boy all the time. Like, let's move I on. Would, I would go as far as to say, at least based on memory, that the animation for the animals was as good as the original. Mm. I, I mean, there's there's things that, based on memory, you might be right. I 
the thing with these like straight to VHS or straight to DVD ones, I always remembered is like, and I don't think I, I would phrase it this way when I was a kid, but like thinking back, I always thought they looked weird or off. Um, they clearly have less frames in the animation. Mm. Like they take shortcuts, right? Mm. So it's not as fluid between like walking animations or whatever. They, they cut frames essentially. Um, I will say, I think what really made this uh, movie where usually these like direct to DVD ones look like shit and this one looked good is the background key art was great. Yeah. Every static, like where mm. you have the tree lines or the fair mm. or whatever, all that looked good. There's there even was depth. There was um, mm-hmm. detail to it. Yeah. There's even one of just like the cricket landing on a stump. Yeah. And I remember just being like, cause usually in the, the direct home video stuff, things like that get simplified mm. and they're not doing the, the paintings that they usually mm-hmm. do. Yeah. In the, Which I mean, it, it's, I think maybe because usually these sequels would come out almost immediately after the, this the previous movie this one's like a 20 year gap so i think they might have had the thought process of like we really have to match the the style or tone so yeah. we have to go back to those matte paintings go back to mm-hmm. i mean th- i didn't clock the something that always happens in movies or in cartoons it's my favorite thing even as a kid i loved it where you can tell something's going to move in the frame before it does because it's drawn differently yeah um i didn't TV clock show, any Scooby-Doo of that was yeah. really like there'd be a rock face, but then a pile of the rock faces drawn differently. You're like, something's coming out of that rock. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't clock any of that though, where they took like the shortcut of clearly uh-huh. cheapening the animation or things like that, which is again, you know, power to them mm-hmm. for this film. <clears throat> uh, listen, man, this was just like song after like this was just child drivel. Yeah, I hate to say it. It was just song after song after song, and all the songs were about the fact that we're singing songs. That's every fucking song was about I'm singing a song right now. Yeah, yeah. And when you look uh-huh. up the Fox and the Hound two, it's listed as a musical. Yeah, yeah. Like, the original it, Fox and the Hound was not a musical. How, yeah. how the fuck they got Reba McIntyre and Patrick Swayze, Swayze involved on this is wild <laughs> to me. What year did Patrick Swayze die? Was he like should he have not been making this decision at this point in his life? <laughs> That's a dark question. I think it's close. Yeah, I can't. Ma- Maybe he was just leaving something for like his grandkids. I guess. I guess he wanted to be remembered as Cash the Dog. <laughs> Which all or, their names are fucking Or he cheap. just assumed that nobody was ever going to watch it. I guess. We did, Patrick. We did. Yeah. Never forget. Well, well, do you think he's going to watch this? <laughs> well, he's a ghost. <laughs> he's listening from somewhere. <laughs> he's he's behind. Patrick. No, no. He's, <laughs> sorry, he's behind you right now. <laughs> Making a pot in your workshop. <laughs> He was a ghost, right? I'm making that reference right? Yes. If that bin moves, we run. That's where the clay is. Oh, no. Um, I did like, like, there were some details that were fun. Like, the all the singing strays were um, named after country musicians. Mm-hmm. So it was Cash, Johnny Cash, Dixie, I'm assuming it's Dixie Chicks. Maybe. Um, and then the two twin dogs, uh, Floyd and um, Waylon. Mm. It's Floyd Tillman and Waylon Jennings. And then it was just... Granny. Granny, Granny Rose, which I couldn't clock, but I, I'm sure there's something. Yeah, I'm not a huge country buff, so I, I was grasping at that one. But I, I want to know what the like. Did they get the cast together to record this movie? Because that would be a wild recording session of all of these people saying these lines in a room together towards no. each other. <laughs> I, I refuse. I, I doubt for one reason is um, both Waylon and Floyd were both Jim Cummings. Yeah. One guy played two dogs, so. <clears throat> I guess they could, like, back-to-back, but they argue with each other mm-hmm. in the scenes. 
I okay. So the the actual cast listing for this movie is abysmal. Yeah. Um, in the credits, it only shows like the top five characters, and yeah. it doesn't list anybody else. Um, even characters who had more than six lines of dialogue, which is a principal cast member. Um, yeah, it just wasn't listed. So I was trying to figure out who voiced the old dog chief. Yeah, because it's a it's a voice I recognize. It's one I know. I couldn't tell if that was also might be Jim, Jim Cummings. Cummings. It could be. I think yeah, it might have been. Him I feel as like well. you hire Jim Cummings and just get him to do the the odds. I mean, if you told me Jim Cummings was the little girl leading the fucking yeah, um, Tom's um, around, I believe you. Because his voice oh, is one bother. that I recognize chiefly. I think from Robin Hood, like the Disney Robin Hood. Mm. Um, really, because him I recognize obviously from fucking Winnie the Pooh. Where he's half the characters. No, 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 not Jim Cummings. No. Uh, the voice of Chief. Oh, like, I got That you. specific voice is a voice that was used by somebody who did a lot of Disney characters back in the day. Who Jim Cummings impersonates. He Basically, he's become the guy who's taken over redoing all of that guy's voices mm-hmm. for Disney in any like sequels and stuff. Because if you look up the cast list for the original Fox and the Hound, there's a lot of black and white photos. Yeah. Of the cast. Most of them are no longer alive. Yes. Um, with the exception of, like, Kurt Russell uh, was in it. Um, Corey Feldman played the young copper in the original. Mm-hmm. Um, which was wild to me. I never... I did not realize that. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you look at the original cast list, it's just, like, a slew of black and white photos. And then... Kurt Russell and Corey Feldman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, this whole movie, I'm going to kind of give away my opinion of it, but like, it just felt hollow and useless, especially for like what you're cramming this plot line in the middle of. Yeah. Like, if this, like, uh, I, I came up with this reference that was a bit extreme, but this is as if we make a sequel to Shawshank Redemption and it takes place while he's still at the prison. Mm-hmm. And he find and he joins a duop group in the middle of the prison, and there's a town scout that they have to impress. Yep. And then the movie ends with with him still in prison, and like, and the duop group gets out of prison and leaves, yeah. but he stays in prison, and with, then we continue on with the rest of the movie. Yeah, with his, and the, but the movie ends with him being like, "I'll never stop being friends with you, old guy who goes and leaves and kills himself." <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it's be like, that feels like a useless storyline that's just, just gone through. Like, yeah, definitely. This just it felt very like. I've never felt capitalism so hard as watching this movie. I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Or I, consumerism, I guess. Yeah, it was it was just boring. Mm-hmm. It it was just images and music coming at you. There was an elephant for a reason. I can't <sighs> <There> explain. Were... <laughs> mm-hmm. At the fucking county fair. <laughs> yep. Zach, you go to the Armstrong Fair every year, right? Mm-hmm. How many elephants? None. How many monkeys? None. Weird. <laughs> Everything else, pretty much what that fair was. Also, by the way, can I talk about the town scout and how useless he is? So when he when he they get the whole thing where eventually the singing strays get to sing in front of him and he and he scouts them and and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "Hooey, I found my sh- my act." Are we implying that the town scout has been looking for a single act and failing to find it for an extended period of time, which makes him a bad talent scout? Yeah, like I hate when these movies have a talent scout who's like, "I finally found the act." And it's like, that's not how town scouts just look for fucking everyone. Pass them along. Yeah. And then and go, hey, I found all of these different people. You figure I'll it send out. send you in, yeah. audition them, see who you want to use, who you don't. 
Um, Ooh, one thing I did quote that was fun was when he's going through all the different scouts or like the talent acts and like you see him afterwards like on fire from the fire spitter and yeah. then the, the snake flea, charmer the, uh, flea circus yeah but then the, the snake charmer and he's like wound up by the snake did you notice his eyes they're green they're doing the fucking um, the trippy thing from jungle book yeah which what's the name Ka Ka the snake from Ka when yeah. it hypnotizes them I was like yes. that's fun also that little girl is an agent of chaos uh-huh. oh yeah she reminds me of Brooke as a reference a that Zach might get, she reminds me of literally the agent of chaos from Sandman when they're trying to take over hell. Yeah. The little girl who's like, I represent the Lords of Chaos. Like, she yeah. literally is that character <laughs> 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 who literally represents the Lords of Chaos. I definitely wanted more of her. I like how at the, at, later at the Grand Ole Opry, she's in the crowd and the guy's like, I need, I need to. Oh, he just freaks out. Yeah. As soon as he sees her in the crowd, he's just like, no, no. Not doing, walks off stage. not doing it. I want I want to know why the um singing strays had a cat. Oh, the one he was their slave. The chain smoker? <laughs> Zelda? Yeah. No, yeah. Zelda? Who's like <laughs> Listen, honey, eating, do- eating the dog ones like you'll need to go straight to your hips. Like <laughs> it's just weird. Because she straight up is just like, they'll just keep you in the back and make you do all the chores. It's <laughs> yeah. such a dark thing. Yeah. All she ever does is insult uh, Dixie and yeah. um, and eat her bones for her. I will say, and I don't know if I missed this like subplot in the first movie. Um, it feels like Amos Slade. I can't remember the woman who adopts the pup, the who adopts uh, uh, Todd. Oh, I can't. I can never the remember woman. her name. Yeah, uh, they it's are seemed, former it lovers. It seems like they're dad to fuck. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I was gonna say. Well, okay. So at first, the, the movie starts. They have the whole interaction, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna shoot your face off." He's like, "It's my face," as if that's the you know ultimate comeback. Yeah. Um, I, and the first note that I made about it was mm, healthy couple. It took me like halfway through the movie to be like, "Oh, they're, they're not. They're not wife yeah. and husband. They're, they're, they're neighbors. Yeah, yeah. They're they're neighbors. Because um, if I remember the original." Fox and the Hound plotline is he gets t- a copper. She, like a finds, she Todd. finds Todd, who's an orphaned pup, raises him, and they, as like neighboring things, interact. The, she's always like, leave your hound do- or keep your hound dog away from my um, fox. fox. He's like, keep your fox off my fucking land. And then, but the, they become friends throughout that. And then they go through a winter and spring, and they're mature adults in the spring. And then it just ends really nicely. Mm hmm. No, then Chief gets hit by a fucking train, and then uh, they oh, blame they that. blame Todd for that. And Copper with Amos starts hunting him, and then they find a bear. They fight the bear and almost kills Amos like fucking badly. Yeah. And then Todd helps fight the bear off, and then they basically share one look of like, "Hey, like we can't be friends anymore, but I still love you." And then they leave, and then it just ends. Yeah, well, because Todd also <laughs> like finds a girlfriend, and they start a family. Yes, and- yeah. And Amos tries to burn them out of their den. But I'm really glad they had this moment. I'm really glad they had this moment of singing in between. I I was actually, (laughs) as the credits were rolling, I was was like, hold on, there might be an after credit scene where it cuts to like the darkest part of the first movie. (laughs) And be like, no, like, like almost like the um, Martha, why did you say that name? It's like, (laughs) remember when we sang at the fair? Well, the truth is, I, I had to watch this movie in, in two sittings, which yeah. is something I often have to do. It's just like but it was minutes. just, it was just no. bad. I was no, like, I need a break. I would need a break. Yeah. 
Yeah. I thought it was shorter for some reason. No, no. This is not. this is the first movie that for this podcast I went um Maddie hadn't been feeling well, so she was still having a nap, but Avon was awake. And I just plunked Avon down on the couch next to me. Oh. And we just watched the movie. Yeah. What was her reaction to it, out of curiosity? Oh, she thought it was great. Of course. Well then yeah. she's yeah. three. Well, I mean But I mean that's kind of who the movie was made for. That's what I was actually curious. Like what was her Yeah, like, yeah no, she she just like plunked down on the couch and was just like ha ha puppy ha ha fox oh look they're singing like this is great what, are you gonna show her fox and the hound the original uh not yet <laughs> i mean why not and maddie maddie yes even not yet yeah because he doesn't want to wake up in the middle of the night for the next two weeks that's no, why that <laughs> um i don't I don't think I have anything else to say. I really just don't want to talk about it anymore. It's already eaten up so much of my life. I don't want to um, give it any... Like, it's not... Like, it's just... <laughs> oh, okay. So, guys, we haven't hit half hour left, and that's including the seven-minute start. <laughs> you maybe... I it's thought. just a short... Like, it's a kid... It's a little kid's movie. Like, We're maybe fucking I need 29 minutes. Okay, We've then, talked for 22 okay, minutes. So the next time, like a year. This next time this kind of a movie comes up, I am watching it some sort of intoxicated. And I mean... Deeply intoxicated. Yeah. Like, I need to be in another mind state to like do Like, we this. need to be, like, on drunk movies level. You weren't yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was. I remember. Yeah. Jesse knows. I remember. Don't Jesse worry. knows how much you need to drink to hit that level. I mean, like... I mean, let me grasp at straws here. Uh, the one point in the movie where it could just be because of the baseline set by the film. But when they're, like, getting ready to practice singing... And the granny dogs just doing the ass drag across oh, the yeah, floor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, that happened. It did. Uh, I had a note about... The bar scene was weird. Dixie just being Yoko Ono. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was her whole thing. was like, she wanted all the attention. She got pissed off about it, so she was sabotaging the group so that she could get the attention again, and it could all be on her. And she was absolutely... The Yoko Ono of that group. I mean, depending on how like Amos handled his gun, like it could have, she could have easily become the corny. <laughs> Just no. Uh, oh, I forgot about this note. So at the end of the movie, the the kids like trick Dixie and Cash into meeting up, and they they get they get together Tricks and everything. I didn't really understand the trick. Like Todd's like they were just like come in here and then come yeah it's kind of uh, weird. Anyways, my note was just the one time injecting children into the situation fixed the marital problems. Oh my god! You know the parent trap that worked. I think, I think so. I guess in the end it did. How's Lindsay doing these days? Great, she's on a she's on a Hallmark. Uh, oh yeah, she's on Netflix. Netflix Christmas yeah. movie. Cleaned up her image. Absolutely, yeah, good for her. She had, a, she had a little rough patch there. I think. Yeah, we all did. It was a, it was a dark time. The odds were rough. Uh, do we even want to rate this one? We have to. Okay. Okay. Um, we are we're doing it by like two different metrics now, right? Yeah. So technical and Enjoyment. entertainment. Technically, it's fine. Technically, yeah, good. It's good, absolutely good fucking fine. I'm, I'll be honest. I hate the songs, but they're not terribly done. They're they're uninspired and basic, but they're well mixed, well sung, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, well composed. I guess Reva is still a great singer. <laughs> yeah. Patrick Swayze can sing a lot better than I expected him to. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess it's like a seven for entertainment for me. Seven for entertainment? No, technical. Technical, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say I'd give it a, a get for, for the times and for it being uh Low budget cartoon, too. No budget. I I'd give it a seven and a half. Technical? Technical. technical. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like, that's that's the thing. It's like, is it peak Disney animation? No. No. Uh is it better than their average straight to DVD stuff? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah, so I'd put it in there. Now, entertainment value. Two. Four. Uh, Maybe a five. You know what? I'm going to go based on my three-year-old child's reaction Uh, as the market for the movie. Her reaction was great. She probably gave it like a six or seven. No, you're right. You're right. Um, Me, I'd give it like a a three. No, but but the thing that I always... You're right. You brought my point. And I say this on the podcast a lot. I always have to judge something based on its intention. Yeah. No, the entertainment the entertainment no. rating is purely for yourself. It is how entertained you were by the movie. That's what I was just saying. If okay. if I had because I had my three year old with me, I don't know. I would say like if we're if we're judging intention, really this is still I'm not great. I would say it's a six or seven in in what it's going for for its demographic. Yeah, yeah. For me, absolutely, it's a two. I I'm not. I don't. I also have the weird thing where like I was bringing some. Something into it, right? That, that, like, I was bringing. I've seen the Fox and the Hound. I've seen the emotional through point and the weight of that. And, like, this movie absolutely pales in the the comparison. Like, mm-hmm. this this is not even in its shadow. Like, it's, it's so. Yeah. Separate from it that, you know, take any, like, heavy emotional moving film and, and trying to make it completely disconnected and really not have emotional beats other than, like, at the beginning and at the end. Like, at the beginning, it's like, copper sad. And then there's not really a true conflict. Like, Todd's kind of on edge, and then one thing happens. They're upset with each other for, like, three minutes of, of screen time. Yeah. And then he fixes it, and they're best friends again. Like, knowing that's within the framework of of this overarching story of the Fox and the Hound, like, the first one, and how dark and heavy that one gets... This just feels so cheap and and useless. It, yeah, it, it does. Really does, right? Like, and that's why it's just not good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to my four out of five. I I because colors are nice, songs are nice, voices are good. Like it, four the songs enjoyment. Were nice, the songs like, were, were repetitive. I'll say. Yeah. I didn't feel like there was a lot of we're range in harmony and harmony. It's it's my entertainment rating, and That's I'm fair. saying it's four. I'm being kind. No, but as a man, I need to explain this to you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that is that the, the where any of my mansplain joke? No. That was uh, this is like 24 minutes. That was long, a dude. very short episode of the Random Cinematic Universe, the show where <laughs> this we is, let a I randomizing just... algorithm. Choose the films we watch and talk about. This was as short as like an episode of a, of a of a shitty cartoon sequel series on the Disney Channel. Yeah, I know, man. There was not a lot to talk about with this. An film. episode of Hercules was longer than this episode, and we would have had more to talk about because that show was great. That shit fucking slapped. Um. Anyways, next week uh, is Triple Frontier from 2019 from Netflix. Ooh, that's the Ben uh, Affleck that's movie. That's a Mark and Jacob episode. Well, Mark Jacob's. hosting with me. I totally forgot to introduce you guys at the beginning of the episode. Hi, I'm Jesse. Uh, 
That's Dina. Hi. Why does gun keep going off? Amos? Yeah. That's really annoying. Yeah. Oh, no, that gun was dangerous. Like, it's... Oh, we're getting weird feedback. Yeah. I don't know if it's in the mics or not. Whatever. Oh, whatever. Uh, yeah, I just, I looked at my notes as we were wrapping up, and I was like, that's really the only gun thing. Gun go boom. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I did I... actually have that note. Amos is gun as shit. Goes over. Anyways, episode's over. <laughs> we ended it. We got to... We did! Like, I did the whole outro, and then you're like, by the way, this thing... So anyways, next week is Triple Frontier with Triple Mark Frontier and with Mark and Jacob. And it's on Netflix. Now, uh, I'm going to put a slight caveat at the end of this episode. Um, I went through the randomizer and built a schedule last year. Um, about this, this time last year. Some of these films are no longer on the streaming services that I originally like just picked Netflix, hit random, picked Amazon, hit random. Um, so if you're trying to find the film, it may not be on the streaming service anymore. And I apologize for that, but I'm going to keep, keep stick to the schedule that I've created. I, I think you'll be safe with Trevor and though. Cause that was a Netflix original. Yeah. And also there's only four more after that. And then we'll, we'll start doing newer ones, but we ran into that issue this week where we were trying to watch a, a movie. And it turned out well, it was we, no we, longer available. We would have talked about this, which is both both Dark Tower and In Dreams are no longer available yeah. on streaming. Uh, yes. So For free, at least. Yeah, you, you can get them for like $3.99. But the point of when I started the show was that we would just use streaming services that were included and not be having to rent films or purchase films on Apple, things like that. Anyways, see you guys next week. That was a short episode. We're still on hey, minutes. maybe more people will watch it because it's short. <laughs> That was the logic they had with the original theatrical release of Justice League, and that didn't work. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's why I'm so quiet. My phone even turned off. Turn Jesse up a bit. If, I think. If I wanted to tilt it towards me, would that help? No, no. because it's it's the face wow. of it. It's yeah. basically you look at a little butt. And if the little butt is pointed at you, then you're fine. Okay, I'm looking at the butt. There you go. Yeah, that sounds. I mean, the the, the tricky I thing. I want to get. I want to get right up on that butt. Yeah, right up on that butt. Um, the tricky thing is like. You might-